Watching from the stands, taking on the man, and a 10-year in hand on the 10th episode of Get Carded. Being a parent, you're automatically infatuated with watching your kids play sports. I mean, it's just uh, it's just inherent. It's built it's built right within you. You you just have this insatiable. Um, you, you you really can't watch it enough. I mean, I, I remember uh, watching football and and thinking I'd rather be watching this game than being at the Super Bowl in like the first row of the home team. Like my my favorite team. I'd rather be at this fifth grade football game. Like that's how much as parents you enjoy watching your kids play sports. So football is one thing, right? You watch You watch a boy kind of grow up from being a scrawny underdeveloped kid trying to play football and especially if they haven't had older siblings uh that that first generation coming up has a lot of work to do um so i just think as parents it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing as you as you experience that because you you if you grew up in a good household your parents came to your games and you you probably end up realizing you took it for granted a little bit, but you also don't realize how much they got out of it until you watch your own kids do it. And you know, it's kind and, of uh, kind of a dumb thing, but uh, there's like a there's an ad on TV right now for a woman who's got like Crohn's or something like that, and she keeps missing like segments of the game, and she's disappointed, and the you know the spouse is disappointed, and the kid keeps looking up in the stands. You know, I mean they they kind of play on that emotion. It's true and there's you know it's a it's an age-old thing looking around you know are my parents here or that's that's interesting that you say that because i was going to ask joey about the same thing last last week we talked about um growing up playing playing ball together and i remember your pops like not missing a freaking game every game every game and, and my mom right and we were fortunate enough to where by the time i'm the youngest of five by the time it got to me my brothers and sisters all were kind of done at that point, so they didn't have to try to split duties and go to each other's games. But yeah, it and I, I appreciated it, and I, I just appreciate that you even picked up on that. But yeah, every single game, and he would sit behind the, the backstop, and he would be, you know, telling people to, you know, take a strike, you know, don't, don't, you know, and he'd be giving his advice, but not, you know, not in a rude way. But it's funny though because even today, at like my niece's softball games, he still stands in that same spot behind the behind the backstop. And really. And you know, it kind of gives that informal coaching. So, um, but yeah, you, it's it it's definitely a part of the the whole experience for sure. But Brad brought up a good point too. You would have felt like literally and physically felt if your dad wasn't there. Correct. If he had to miss a game, even if it was for work or for whatever. I mean, you know, absolutely, that he prioritized being at at your games, hundred percent. Right. So the when you go out on the field, you're doing your thing. And when you start playing, you're not thinking about your dad watching, but before the game, when you run out, you, you make sure that dad's in that spot and yeah. you get a level of comfort there. Right. Absolutely. And um, I got a little level of comfort being a catcher. And then surprisingly, all the, 
moms would kind of sit behind the uh, the backstop as well and <laughs> cat call. You know, the wouldn't, that wouldn't fly in today's world. But uh, I might have had aunts that did the did the same thing for Joey. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I'll, I might encourage her to listen to this uh, listen to this podcast. Um, I forgot about her episode episode ten. <laughs> um, so so what's funny today is my my daughter mentioned uh, a, a similar thing. She mentioned that when she runs out on the field, she looks for her parents to be around. Um, That's awesome. That it gives her a sense of comfort and confidence to to go out there. And now once the game starts again, just like just like we did, she doesn't know the difference. Yeah. Um, but we'll occasionally glance over. And and what's even more interesting, she has no idea when when we say something. So like the last game that I attended, um, whenever she gets in close enough proximity, I always say, and and she's, she's 15, right? She's not going to do this, but every time she gets close enough to the sidelines, I'm like, do a cartwheel. (laughs) So, so she's played, she plays soccer and I I asked her if she heard me say that and she said, no, no. Blacks it out. Blacks it out. She's a competitor though. She's an athlete. Yep. But more importantly, I'm I'm wondering if she would do it. And She's the answer is no. no. I mean, there's no there's way. no chance. There's no chance. I mean, ten years ago at five, she would have absolutely did it, no problem. But now, yeah, she uh, on, on club soccer, she's not she's not doing any cartwheels. But the thing that this gets me thinking about is is women and and especially women's athletics. So for the longest time, I mean, growing up. And and I think it's still prevalent to this day. Like we, we probably and um, our heirs, our our uh, not our heirs, our peers, our constituents, our 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 friends, our foes. Like a lot of people still make fun of women and athletics. But it's crazy how how much attention this stuff is getting. And I think soccer. Um, was was one of the first at least over the last decade to to really start to become pronounced as a as a women team women's team sport that has has gotten a lot of attention i think serena williams broke through a number of barriers on the individual side uh, annika Sorensen has done some things by uh, i think she was the one that got invited to the masters one year so you gotta so, put uh, walsh and may trainer in that in that list too oh and um I'm thinking of some tennis players. Mm-hmm. Um, Over the years, uh, Nabertoloa, Everett, uh, Billie Jean King. Billie Jean King. Yeah, I mean, there, there's too many to count. There are right. And, and I mean, I, that would going back. That's probably one of the the handful of sports too, where it's like you know, men's and women's going down the list and in, in lines. You ask the casual viewer, I think you're going to find more people of both genders who prefer watching women's tennis over men's. I would prefer watching women's tennis. I would prefer watching women's soccer over men's soccer. Oh, a hundred percent. We so need a Every button day. bar right now. Yeah, we need a what? A button bar. <laughs> <laughs> women's tennis. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, the WNBA hasn't really captured my attention. I'm not tuning into any, and I live in Minnesota, where where the links are like perennial champions. And it's just not something that I've I've uh, I've I've clambered onto, but soccer. Well, give it, and, I would say give it a year because she could easily come out of college now and be the top point guard in the WNBA. But the uh, uh, Paige Buchers mm-hmm. from Hopkins, 
playing with Connecticut now. They're saying, you know, even after she was what, player of the year already as a freshman, could easily come out and be a um, top point guard in the WNBA. But they have the rule where they make them play four years of college, which is unfortunate. I think there's a reason behind it, you know, just given the lack of revenue that's generated by the WNBA right now. But she's fun to watch, man. And she got so much hype. She's got a huge social media presence. She went to, there's like rumors that her and um, who's the Gonzaga guard? Um, Jalen Suggs? Yeah, are like. Kind yeah, of they're dating. Buddies. You know, well, they're they're like, dating. Well, they're saying that they're if they did, they'd be like the power couple, right? Both, okay. uh, both coming out of that group. But, uh, but there's yeah, a, there's a, there's a story there too about uh, two kids, best high school players in the in the country, both from Minnesota. Neither of one of them playing in their home state. Yeah, we'll, no, absolutely. That's, that's another discussion. But I could sit time. and watch her all day. Like that girl can ball. Like I, she would. I'd break my ankles in a heartbeat trying to go up against her. <laughs> she would dust me but but so you'll tune into those games or attend a WNBA game where she's playing your hometown team? I would I would attend my first WNBA game to see her play really yep yep so I'm hoping that that's like a trend a trend I really do I think that it's uh it's still an untapped market you know we can get into the whole hobby too and just how that is an untapped market not only from like a um not only from a just like manufacturing those types of cards but even the the type of collector and trying to get more women into the hobby not that there aren't but it's just obviously a very male driven hobby right now well we were talking about this beforehand brad you were talking about some of the most expensive cards out there um I don't remember exactly what the but i i think serena williams was serena williams is uh owns uh well 60 percent of the top five that have sold on eBay. And the most expensive one was? <laughs> the most expensive one was uh, a Immaculate Collection Soccer U.S. Alex Morgan Patch Auto. One of one lot. And that one sold for 16000 Wow. Oh, that's, um, that's awesome. You know, and, and so you know, then you got Serena, 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 and then Naomi Osaka, rookie. Um, but, uh, and that's, uh, you know, that one, by the way, we talked about this a few weeks back. That one came out of uh, Sports Illustrated for Kids is where that rookie card came from. <laughs> well, d- dwarfed by their men counterparts. Dwarfed, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. Like it's it's. Um, I mean, there's still a huge separation in in men's and women's sports, and you could relate it to probably a lot of things. I mean, um, science or or biometrics, right? Muscles are are bigger. Um, I, I mean, quick twitch. I mean, candidly, trying to stay away from a, uh, a, you know, a couple of things. I guess. I mean, I, I don't want to be too sensitive to some of these topics because I, I, I feel like you know, men have their own struggles. But, um, I, I guess I struggle with some of the subsidy stuff out there. I, I, I like the rule that you were just talking. I didn't know that was a rule, but, mm-hmm. but having. Uh, young young women, especially, finish out their college career instead of becoming a professional WNBA player because their salaries are not no 50 60,000 a year which is great but it's not at that level yet where you can forego a, a college scholarship I feel and you know you're taking take advantage of that opportunity and they don't have the sneaker deals they just yeah it's just not is that holding them back though or I mean because you think about the fact that like I mean there we talk about biology I mean Bodies break down, right? But women also, 
you know, we're going to have babies and, you know, we've, we've seen that and yeah, you know, disrupting in the WNBA career. So by making them, forcing them to do something that their male counterparts don't, uh, are not required to do, you know, you're, you're holding back years of earning potential, even at $60,000. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I could probably make an argument on both sides. I, you know, this is one where equity is probably, uh, is probably the closest, the closest one to, uh, you know, to, where, where, where you need equity here, where, you know, you can't, you can't ask women to do something that, that you're not going to ask a man. Right, yeah. so I don't know what the right side of the argument is. I mean, I think the, um, uh, yeah, I think it just comes down to what what people are are watching. I mean, it's up to all of us, right? right. So I think it's yeah, you're right, and I think I do think it's a, it's 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 going to take a, kind of a community investment into that product, and I, I I think it it absolutely could start within the hobby here too, right? Of just you know pushing more of the um, the, the the female product and in making it a little bit more exclusive um putting larger release you know what kind of hype around these things and um but yeah it, it it's hard i it, it's a kind of a, a chicken and the egg thing right is the do you release the all the restrictions and allow them to to go pro and and but i still think it comes back to you know maybe viewership. a lot of, yeah viewership and amount of revenue that's sure. being driven right now and it, i just the, the dollars aren't there for them to do it now Allow them to, at the same time, female or male, allow these college kids should be making money off their name too, though. And I think that's a whole different, you know, discussion topic that we can go down. But there's no reason that, you know, just because they're they're playing for your school and, you're, you know, they're getting an education, there's no way they shouldn't be making at, money. At, at the end of the day, I'm not watching uh, – I'm not watching basketball and deciding that it's a women's sport or a men's sport. I'm watching the people who are the best yep. at that sport. So if I put a WNBA player out on a men's basketball court, it's 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 going to be a disadvantage because of the biology, right? Now I think there are sports where you can where where it doesn't where it may not matter as much. Where you still have to be, uh, you still have to have endurance. You still have to be physically capable. But I think about someone like a Danica Patrick, yeah, who can compete at the highest level in yep. her respective sport. Correct. Right. It's an interesting thought, though, because you brought this up to begin with. You said you'd rather be, you know, at your kid's game than being on the sideline for the Super Bowl. Now, what makes the, the whole moment, and, and ESPN has done this a few times when they've tried to measure, you know, what are the greatest sports moments or what are the, you know, they, they ranked the World Series from top to bottom. And they tried to put, put a whole bunch of different measurables in there to say, you know, like, what was the what was the setting and what was the intensity of the games and what was the, you know, what was the viewership and, and, and all that stuff to try to kind of capture everything that goes into it. And really what it comes down to is same thing with trading cards. How many, the, the price of the card supply and demand, it's basically saying how much do people care and how much are, are, are people willing to play? So, I mean, I, I think skill level needs to be, almost set aside because if and, and well, let's go back to tennis if there are more people watching the women's game even if even if head-to-head if that game was played and let's not go down the the uh the jimmy connor's uh, billy jean king route but talent aside 
if the viewership, the demand, the revenue behind it shifts one way versus the other, it doesn't really come down to biology or talent. It comes down to which product is you more marketable. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's an inequality thing. And I, and you know, we deal with it all the time on the professional level, on, on, um, in, in, in sports and in, in a lot of different areas. I, I, I feel like there's, you know, so many unknown arguments that, that we can, uh, we can talk through. I mean, I, I think for the longest time, um, things have been unfair. Yeah. There's not a lot of, you know, I think, um, I think women could be easy targets in the in the workplace, and I think that there should be an equal playing field there. I think that men have a, a disadvantage when you think about you know who's in our prisons, who are the highest suicide rates, who are the victims of uh, uh, violent crimes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think each independent group has their own set of struggles that they're that they're dealing with and. You know that's as that, that's as deep as I'll I'll get there, but I think we just I, I think as a society you just come together and you say what you want to see, and then you know the the um, uh, the commercialization of it kind of decides what's the most interesting at the time, and and then you're compensated appropriately, and then you're compensated appropriately. Yep. Yeah, we all have our own shit. Yep. For lack of a better term, what that, that we're dealing with. So you just have to you got to figure out the path and go from there. If the WNBA is uh, struggling, someone creative's got to come by and fix it. Man, woman, pet, I don't care. And so, like, like all things being equal, then you know, if there was a card that was in high demand, then you would you would go after it because it was in high demand, not because of what it represents. Then by by that logic, probably. I mean, I I mean, I when you talked about that Alex Morgan mm-hmm. card, that that's the card that I would probably invest in okay more so because it's my daughter's favorite player and i and then subsequently i followed her and um you know i think she seems like a fairly stand-up strong woman yeah i definitely invest in invest in that card but i see some others on this list annika sorenstan lisa leslie it says on this website it says rona rousey <laughs> uh, oh that's something that hits a little personal. Yeah. To everyone. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the the creator of this site um, wasn't wasn't uh, too big a fan, but but um, I, I wouldn't want to face but her. But speaking a, of her too, and I know we're gonna drag this out a little bit too, but I remember being her being interviewed, and the, the interviewer asked her if she felt like she was being discriminated against because she wasn't making as much as. Um, I forget the the male fighter that they compared it to, like say a Conor McGregor or something along those lines. Or it was a boxer or something. And she's like, well, why would I? Um, the, the amount of revenue that he brings into the UFC is six times what I get. So why would I expect to be paid at equally at a fight level um, than, you know, than he is, right? So I think she understands that concept. And as much as you want to make that equal, and it should be equal if the, again, if the revenue's coming in and the viewership's coming in, but... Uh, it's a, you know, it's, it's, is it unfair? Yes. But is there, is it logical? Yeah. It's also logical the way that it is. That's a great point. There's, there's uh, I mean, there's numerous sides to this story and to be fair, we don't have a woman in the, in the yeah. room tonight, uh, a, a, able to give, you know, probably proper, uh, proper perspective. But what we do have 
uh, coming up, I believe, is a uh, is a woman's release uh, in in uh, in some of the new releases. So we will we will address those new releases right after a word from our sponsor. The presenting sponsor of Get Carded is Denari. Denari is on a mission to develop an all inclusive community of trading card enthusiasts. It's a great place for both collectors and investors. Wait a second, before we get too too deep into this, Joey, how is Denari spelled? Denari, D-Y-N-A-R-I-I. Did you get that, Brad? Do it again. D-Y-N-A-R-I-I. From Denari's site, you can find merchandise, information about card breaks, and they're adding a ton of content all the time, including a link to one of the best new podcasts out there, Get carded. Check out Denari on social media. Uh, the Instagram site is Denari Co. Joey, help me with the spelling. Once again, D-Y-N-A-R-I-I. With a C-O at the end. Yes. Denari Co. Facebook is Denari Sports. That's D-Y-N-A-R-I-I Sports. Sweet. And the YouTube channel Denari LLC, that's... D-Y-N-A-R-I-I-L-L-C. Nice. And of course, the, the website, let me give this a shot. www.denari, that's D-Y-N-A-R-I-I.com. Register on the website to be eligible for specials and stay informed of special events, including card breaks. The best part about Denari is that they are absolutely committed, absolutely to building this community through customer and community feedback. They just want to do what you all want, sort of the whole uh, for the people, by the people bit. So check it out, denari.com. And uh, tell them Joey sent you. All right, we're back and, and going to talk about some new releases. Connor, you got a full plate ahead of you this uh this show because there is a tremendous amount of new releases. I mean, I, I know that first part of the show we were we were uh, uh, getting getting pretty deep into the uh, civil rights movement, but but uh, now we're going to lighten the, the the mood a little bit. Talk about some of these new releases. So other than this huge golf release that we've been waiting forever for, uh, we are. Getting 2021 score football cards. So it's officially kicking off the collecting season for 2021. And we'll start to see the rookies that you just saw were drafted on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and signed since then. Uh, Super cool. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, we're going to start seeing his cards. And that's going to be huge for a lot of people. Uh, Zach Wilson is in this product. And you still have your normal guys, but it's I think it's just monumental to kicking off the season because this is kind of our uh it's kind of setting the tone. So uh contenders draft picks, does that come out at the same time? Contenders draft picks comes out just after. Okay. I think it's two days after. Yeah, so a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of college uh, releases. Coming out, so obviously they haven't taken pictures in the in their team's uniforms yet. No, usually we don't get that until what was that? What was that this year? Was it Prism? 
It wasn't Prism, was it? No, I think there were some things before Prism. Maybe maybe Leaf is generally is, is one of the first ones. Um, but I feel like sometime uh, maybe later May June ish time frame we'll start to see players in there. Once they should go to that rookie premiere and they take the pictures with the whole Panini deal, and they sign the thousands of cards that they're supposed to sign. You got it. That's exactly right. But you did bring up uh, Upper Decks artif- artifact upper deck artifacts golf we've we've been talking about i feel like since podcast number one number one right we have um and, and i think they've added a couple of things to the checklist i i'm super excited still super pumped to to to, to watch some of the cards that are gonna gonna come out of that set um it's gonna be super hard to break because we're gonna see these cards and just want to keep them but for sure, it'll be, it'll be tough. But I'm, a, we'll... I'm actually a little disappointed in the checklist. Um, you know, I've, I'm a I'm a Ricky Fowler guy, even though he's played horrible lately. I'm, I, I'd still love to see his cards. He's not. I haven't seen him on the checklist, but but that's not the only big name that's that's not on the checklist. I mean, I haven't, and, and I may have to revisit this. But even people like um, like like Dustin Johnson, Roy McIlroy, they're not in there. Like those are those are names I don't see on the checklist. I mean, Tiger's in there, but then it, I mean, one, two, three, four goes Tiger Woods, Duffner, Nancy Lopez, Duffner. Pat Perez. Like I mean, I see DA points. There is you know Bryson's in there, Matt Wolf is in there. Um, I wonder if anything if that has if JT. any of that has to do with like the delayed in release. Do you think there's some like. Yeah, do you think they sacrifice some of the some of the people just to get the product out? Well, it's been I mean, how long have we been waiting for this thing? Ever. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't I I don't know. And and for uh, you know, the $1000 price tag for the box is almost I'm I'm a, 99% that that entire price has to do with Tiger Woods. I mean, Justin Thomas is probably the second best, but without DJ, without Rory, like I said, uh, Fowler's not in there either. I just think that they could have they could have done a little bit better. Yeah, Dustin's not in there. Rory's not in there. Yeah, that's crazy. It does have Tiger. It does have Arnie. It does have Jack Nick. But yeah, I I agree. I, it probably is mainly Tiger Woods. They do um, have some pretty cool. Like memorabilia in there. The memorabilia is sweet. The ball markers in the card, that's something that kind of reminds me of something we would have talked about way back in the beginning when we were talking about what we would want to see in a card. Jordan Spieth, not in there. I'm still excited, though. I'll still. I'm still I'm still excited for it. I'm 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 excited. Not as excited as I as I should be. But if you get a jack nicholas with a ball marker embedded in the card like i'm still going fangirl is uh is duffner numbered one behind tiger woods do you know that story where tiger started dating duffner's wife and like i thought that was a dj story i don't think that was dj i thought it was tiger or was it dj i think it was tiger we'll have to do some yeah do some research on that one but Duffner is one of my favorites, man. They, the whole meme that went around with him doing the Duffner and all that. <laughs> oh, my God. In the classroom, just, just, just vibing with the rest of the crew. Um, I think another big release is uh, Impeccable Basketball. Those are oh God, those yeah. are sitting at $2,000 a, a box right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, so those are the ones. I mean, you can get gold bars in there. Um, I think it's one of the first on-card autos of the class. So, you know, looking at a at a three-color RPA Lamelo on-card would be a pretty sick uh, sick hit. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure the gold bars in the NBA side of Impeccable aren't one of ones. That's correct. Yeah, I usually I I don't know what they're out of. I think they might be a random number based on jersey or something but there's right. there's there's more than a one-on-one uh it's 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 not as exclusive as football right so uh fact checking as i do it was tiger had an affair with jason duffer's uh ex-wife ex-wife Amanda. well ex-wife now she was they were married at the were time. they married at the yeah time. they were married I at the time I didn't, I didn't read the whole story so mm. all right fair enough so i'm gonna take it back if uh I'm going to take it from here, Brandon. I'm going to go with the uh, 2020 Tops WWE Women Division wrestling cards being released. Um, I think what is pretty sweet about this is that, you know, loaded with autographs, not a ton of memorabilia or anything like that. And it's uh, seven cards per pack, 24 packs per box. Um, But what's cool about this is that they're, um, what is it, Uh, Breaking the Chains, I think is what it's called, Um, or Breaking Barriers. And, um, let me see here. We, yeah, so what that they, these cards are very specific to events. So they'll have pictures of what are some of these here? Like uh, Becky Lynch becomes the first number one contender to win SmackDown Women's Championship and dated from 1 8 19, right? So they actually have these kind of monumental moments where these women are breaking through that sport and turning them into cards. So that's pretty cool. Connor, who was CM Punk's girlfriend back in the day? Uh, uh, AJ Lee. AJ Lee. Is AJ Lee in this set? I didn't see her name in the checklist. Not that I'm not that I'm picking favorites. Picking favorites here, but AJ Lee. I know your favorite is definitely not in here, which she should be. No, Kelly I'm the, Kelly. I am the checklist checker uh tonight. Um she- But but there are some there are some big hits in here. There there is uh uh Ronda Rousey's in there, Charlotte Flair. Oh, Ronda Rousey's in there? Oh, that's right. She is with the WWE now. Uh, Sasha Sasha Banks, uh, Natalia. So, I mean, there's there's plenty of big names in this. China. China? Yeah. <laughs> Rest yeah. In Rest in peace, China. Uh, she, she'll, be, she'll be representing there. I mean, at, uh, at $125 a box, uh, uh, MSRP, I feel like that's, uh, that's, that's not a bad deal. If, if we start breaking... Uh, we should try it. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I know I don't have a. I, don't I have think a it'd be that. cool as hell. I don't, we'd be probably one of the only. I wouldn't. I wouldn't remember a lot of these moments, but um, but if I, I mean, uh, rest in peace, China. We're not getting many autos, right? Unless no. they're stickered back from the back from the day. Um. But she, I would. I would. She I mean, crosses Ra- industry. Ronda too. Rousey auto. That's probably a pretty yeah. pretty good hit, right? For sure. Alexa Bliss auto. Is Tori Wilson in there? I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. I no, mean, I'm, Tori. No. Tony Storm. Who I don't know. Not entirely uh, sure who Tony Storm. Tony Storm, not Tony Stark. That, I'm see. I'm starting to like. If Tony Stark was in there, that'd be cool. Or uh, Pepper Potts. Pepper There's Potts. A Pepper Potts. A Pepper Potts. Card. Does Marvel have trading cards like that? Do you think? Oh, they have to, right? Absolutely. We should break have, that. We should absolutely cards. break that. Um, 
Joe, you heard anything about the uh, Upper Deck trilogy? Not a lot, other than I know there are 10 Kirill Kaprizov cards in there. And uh, this is the first time that I've actually seen him skim the uh, the uh, the top of a puck and, and put that on a card, too. So there's some puck autos. Are you talking about Kaprizov? Hey, man, we saw that you, you know, how you destroyed that uh, Capri Sun drink last... I, did, I broke a world record, by the I think way. we all did. Either that or we all just, like, did something wrong. Something's, something's felt, out there. It felt, a, a felt group, right to me. A group Guinness world record. I mean, it's on... It's on video. Video, so if if uh, the Guinness Book of World Records folks are, are watching, which I'm sure they are, because those must have been the folks in Germany. Yeah, I was going to say, those are... Germans, but no, I don't know a ton about it other than it's uh, it's got some pretty cool inserts. And well, it's a great. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a great week for for new releases. I love it because it just adds a ton of excitement uh, to the hobby, and and as more and more of the uh, uh, the football draft class is is, uh, is is coming online and on board, and those new products come out, I think uh, it's just going to re- rejuvenate the the hobby even more than that. Um, so I think it's a good time to to Brad. Let's uh, let's get into the questions for the for the week. I'm excited for my first uh, first first victory. That sounds good. And uh, before we get there, too, a uh, lot of Germans living at uh, Guinness World Headquarters in uh, in London, England. There you go. <laughs> um, I think we need to come up with. I know we've we've dabbled with a couple names of this segment, but you know, I don't know. Maybe we can uh, solicit some feedback as well on what we should name this thing. Absolutely. Right now, the working title is uh, "Questions." All right. <laughs> I thought I thought it was <laughs> might like need a little Brad's work. Games, Brad's rules, Brad's or something games. like that. Who goes Who goes first this week? Is it Joey? This it week is. I think it Joey. is Joey. Yep. yep. So, as a reminder, three questions, three rounds. I'm the judge. Joey goes first in the first round. Brandon in the second. Connor in the third. All time records. Now we can talk about this. Joey with one win. Connor with one win. Brandon with a with a donut and you did Zero. you did score the first ever point in the game though so Zero. clean sweep this week clean sweep. no chance all right joe you ready let's do it joe montana was drafted in the third round of what year 1983 brandon One year before Jerry Rice. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna go nineteen eighty one. Nineteen eighty one. Okay, so it was nineteen seventy nine. Oh. Connor was closest. One year before Jerry Rice. While it was a good answer, it was too far off. Jerry Rice. Drafted in 1985. Five, okay. 79, huh? Connor gets the, I Connor was, gets the point. I was going to say it, ago. but then I probably would have made you feel really old. <laughs> we don't need help with that. <laughs> yeah. All right, so question number two. Brandon, you're going to go first on this one. Uh, what do you rehearse the most? Good, good. Good question. Not answering uh, this question. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, not this question. Uh, what do I rehearse the most? Um, going to the dentist. Actually, I uh, I have a, a process of going to the dentist. I I I. <laughs> 
brushed my teeth twice. I probably flossed three times to make up for the previous six months. And uh, and, and then used the whitening one time, too. So And, and then maybe insert a piece of broccoli like right in between uh, a couple of teeth to uh, make it seem like I'm eating healthy. So I rehearse how to get out of the worst case scenario, wherever I am. It's always in the back of my mind. I could be sitting in a library and I would randomly catch myself thinking, if this bookcase next to me just catches <laughs> on fire, I'm going to jump out of my seat, run to the nearest exit, push anyone who's in my way out of my way, and I'm 100% going to make it out. Or, which I've had a discussion before, if I'm at a bar and a transformer comes out of the ground and I've been drinking and I tell the bartender, give me my keys, and he says no, I'm going to be like, shut up, and punch him and take my keys and I'm out. I catch myself thinking about it way more often than I probably hmm. should. I, I will say uh, we learned from uh, Mr. Hedberg that uh, nobody will will block your uh, your. If you're flammable and have legs, you're never blocking a fire exit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for finishing that one. Yeah. yeah, rest in peace, Mitch. Joey, man, this is gonna show my OCD, but and and maybe rituals are also rehearsing, but I cannot leave my house without stopping and making sure that the garage door comes down. Like I've been known to drive probably five miles away from my house, turn around, come back to make sure that the garage door is down. That's legit. So it's like, I, I don't have a ton of little rituals or rehearsals, but like that one is like, it's, it's an obsession. And like to the point where, you know, I start to put cameras on the house, just pointing at the garage so I can check on my phone. Connor does not do that. Okay. Although, although, <laughs> Although Brad can't really play because he could just choose himself, I'm actually curious about Brad's answer here. What do you rehearse the most, Brad? Phone calls. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll cover it before I make a, a call. I'll, uh, I'll to anybody, you don't want to be like personal or yeah, professional. I mean, not, or... not all of them. Do you but... like rehearse your hello? Like while it's ringing, do you sit no, there and you're like, not, hello, hello? It's not fully scripted out, but I'll just, you know, I'll kind of just go over like, all right, how, how, could, down some how could this go? How am I going to? How am I going to start it, and, and how could this go? That's a true chess uh, chess player. Yeah. I like um, it. Some good answers in this one. I'm going to give this one to Brandon. Uh, Connor, yours was, uh, yours was very uh, colorful. It's, uh, you've, you've <laughs> Still learned, don't even really understand what he's rehearsing. You've, you've learned some traits. I'm uh, thinking about escape plans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so here we go. Joe, you need this one for the tie. I don't know how I'm going to break it if you get it, but uh, last question. Uh, no, I forget who's going first. On this I am. One. I think Connor. No, you're, you're for, All right. So, Connor, define your level of interest in, in rock cards. <laughs> My interest in rock cards would be probably about a seven. I would say before PSA lockdown, I'd say it was a five post-PSA lockdown. My interest in raw cards uh, is about an eight right now because everybody's moving them because they don't want to, you know, they don't want to hang on to these cards and they're obviously not going to pay $300 to go get it graded. Okay. 
I think this is the layup. That's not the way you rate raw cards. The way you rate raw cards are only by sight and feel. So as you as you look at <laughs> the game raw, over, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you look at the raw cards, you 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 take a look at the corners and the angles, and then feeling the surface, you obviously can. <laughs> can uh, come up with a much better... Brandon, uh, champion, what are you drinking tonight? Thank you. What are you drinking tonight? Finally, that is the the uh, tenure. Henry McKenna. Uh, Joey, you know more about this than I do, but uh, rated one of the best bourbons under 100 We needed, uh, for episode 10, we needed to pull out something that was 10 years old, and um, McKenna 10 is, uh, I think it was rated last year as the top bourbon under $100 a bottle or something like that, so had to bring it up. Good deal. Well, salute. Yeah, cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. 10 episodes. Number 10. Cheers. Cheers.